Well, seeing the name of this uh, this podcast today, I, I must say I'm a big fan of Patrick Beverly and what he's doing on TV. He's given us the inside scoop, whether his teammates or former teammates like it or not. I don't think anybody's agreed with him. I think he is just literally Kevin Durant, uh, J.J. Redick, uh, Danny Green. They've all come out and said, like, dude, shut up. J.J. Oh, Redick. J.J. Redick's awesome. Fuck you. Uh, J.J. Reddish is going to be nice to everybody because he wants everyone to – he's one of those guys who's all about respect in the NBA and all that stuff. He he did – I loved his point, though, because I kind of shared this point as well, uh, that he made when he was on first take with Patrick Beverly about Luka versus uh, uh, Steph Curry, how you would much rather have Luka give Luka the ball in a final shot situation than Steph. Because Luca can create for himself, and Steph can, but he's not very good at it. Like, the amount of screens and backdoors the Warriors run just to get Steph open is, is, is what makes the Warriors great, and it's what makes Steph great. But Luca can make any shot anytime over anybody. Yeah, I actually Steph agree Curry got shut down by Kevin Love, goddammit. <laughs> Steph Curry... He's really only – well, he's good for step backs, I guess. He could do that, but that's – I don't know that I would necessarily want that type of three-pointer. Right. That's. Well, I'm Luka, sure he's quite good at shooting those, but – Yeah, Luca's very good at that too, but Luca is just – Luca can do Luca's, everything. Luca's also a lot bigger, so yeah, right. I, I kind of just trust him more. But when Steph gets to the – he's really good, and I, I can't believe that – people fall for this although i mean with as quick as he is you kind of have to they're really good at getting centers to guard him on the perimeter because yeah everybody just switches screens and because he's so quick you kind of have to because otherwise he's just gonna blow right around that screen and go to the hole so then he so then he's dribbling out and about next thing you know kevin loves guarding steph curry at the top of the key and got him in hell yeah, uh, well, I'm sure Luka Doncic is also fully capable of that. But, yeah, if, if you just do, like, a one-on-one, I and not necessarily Luka versus Steph, I just or I mean just, like, Luka versus def- defensive player X and Steph versus def- defensive player X, right. I, I would actually take Luka for one – assuming that they're not going to pass the ball, I would take Luka. Um, right. I just, like uh, – I, you know, I'm one of these weird people who have a bias toward taller people in the sport of basketball. I know that's very, very unique to just me, but I would, uh, I would rather have uh, Luca, who's about six seven, versus Steph, who, despite being six three, looks a lot smaller than that on the basketball court. He really does. Like Steph is not a small person, but he, he looks like he's like five foot five. I know. <laughs> he looks like Spud Webb. And the Warriors aren't even like a big team. Like they're not that big of a team uh no in fact they 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 run actually, small they hate height they, they hate it so much um yeah they they run small because james wiseman's out for the year but yeah which is unfortunate because actually man he was so hyped in college i've, I've kind of yeah. want to see him do something because i want to see what all the hype was about but right just the way that they play and now that Jordan Poole is awesome, that's just one less spot for James Wiseman. Yeah. And then I, I see all of these creative thinkers uh, coming up with all of these 
possible trade destinations and oh my gosh the you know how how are they going to rebuild the Warriors dynasty from a few years ago and it's but like tr- Colin Coward saying oh trade James Wiseman and Jordan Poole and go get Jan I don't know just for example yes. I, well hey once upon a time a few years ago before he re-signed his mega contract there were actually a lot of people who thought that like the Warriors were trying to get him do you but I think the Warriors said that I think um. I think there was a report at some point in time, you know, in the Twitter sphere where somebody said, um, you know, after like after KD leaves, uh, you know, we're looking at Giannis or something like that. Like, right. Just and then I was like, so is this just going to and then LeBron, when he said, I'm not ruling out any team of uh, w- w- LeBron knows next what he's team. Doing. Yeah, he when he's yeah when he said, uh, I'm not ruling out any team. And then I was yeah. like, huh, he might be going to the Warriors. And then it's like, great, this out gonna exist teams? for a day. That'd be so Except, funny if yeah. Le- LeBron James just signed with like the Oklahoma City Thunder for some reason. <laughs> yeah, he decided to go back to his small town roots. Yeah, and like, go hang out with that- uh, I don't know Baker Mayfield. Go, he can go hang out by his statue. Where I'm, Baker Man- Baker Mayfield may- might be a Cleveland Brown this season. Who knows? Yes, I saw. Do we know if there's going to be a suspension or not, or are we getting closer to knowing? He's meeting. I think we're getting close. Um, There's rumors that the NFL will not uh, put down a suspension until all the civil cases are uh, dealt with, and those are going to be pushed off till next year. So Deshaun Watson might just not be suspended this year. He could be suspended in 2023. I'm sure the Browns are pushing for him to get suspended this year because their first half of the schedule is pretty damn easy. And it's looking like anywhere from like three to six games is where it, is what we're looking at. Huh. Well, that's uh, – well, the three would be much preferred for you. Six is yeah. like – that's a third of the season. I mean, three is not insignificant, but – Right. So – so then what happens when he comes back and then Baker's got – do you just automatically release Baker? Because you know if he's there, first of all, you would you would prefer that he be there for Deshaun Watson's suspension if it comes down. Right. But what, once Deshaun Watson comes back, there is nobody on the no, – no Browns fan on the planet who wants Baker Mayfield staying on that roster because you know one way or another that's going to become – that's just going to wreck the team. It's going to be just one of those classic goofy Browns things where right. it doesn't it doesn't make sense. But of course, it just that's so Browns basically of how they would ruin their own season by keeping both of them, and then everyone's talking about the backup. The the, the reason people have been saying that is because it makes sense for both the Browns and Baker Mayfield because the Browns have to prepare for a Deshaun Watson suspension. And Baker Mayfield mm-hmm. just doesn't have a starting job. Like, there's not a team out there that that wants him, I don't think. The Panthers sound like they don't want him. The Seahawks don't want him. That's practically it. Those are the only two teams that would want Baker Mayfield this year. Um, if he does go to the Panthers, that would be awesome because we do go to Carolina for the first game of the season. But there's, like, there's no teams out there that need a quarterback right now. The Texans have already said – the Texans would have traded for Baker Mayfield. They would have traded or would not have traded? Yeah, it would, 
I would assume if, if they wanted him, it would have been a part of the Deshaun Watson deal. Oh, that's a good point. Yeah, the, in fact, I think that the Browns tr- – I, I may not have this correct, but I, I feel like I remember seeing something where the Browns tried and the Texans literally just said no. Like, we don't, yeah, want, they don't him. want him. Oh, I think from all the reports is they're pretty they – they want to see what Davis Mills has. They want to, they want to give him another year. Because he was actually pretty good last year. Uh, yeah, he was like, I He's remember fine. he was kind of okay, and then people were like, well, you know, for a fourth round draft, or a third round draft pick, whichever one he was, third or fourth. Um, I believe third. Yeah, it was either late third or early fourth, uh, but yeah, we'll go with third. I think uh, he may have, especially if you line him up against last year's rookie quarterbacks, save Mac Jones, uh, Davis Mills looked like a pro bowler. <laughs> Hmm. See those stats. Davis Mills. Yeah, I think he. Gosh, they um. Speaking of Panthers, do you remember how last year the Panthers started three and zero and they were like going to be the surprise team Mm -hmm. in the NFL and then they just quickly spiraled out of that. That was my take. I'm like Sam Darnold. Like, hey, we got something here with the Panthers. With Sam Darnold, we got something. And then Mm -hmm. it just simply they just sucked. Um. Davis Mills completed 67% of his passes, 2,600 yards, 16 touchdowns, 10 interceptions. Uh, got sacked 31 times. That's not great. No. Um, any rushing? No, he had nothing rushing. So not bad. Long-ass neck. The longest neck I've ever seen. Yeah, and this is coming from somebody with a long neck. That is a very, very long neck. <laughs> that, that is, is Mike, absurd. That is Mike It's like Glennon. that one meme. You remember that one meme a couple years ago when Drew Brees got blasted and there was that still frame of him and his neck was all the way to the side and somebody I don't um, even somebody uh photoshopped him when he was doing the po- the post game speech and his neck was just broken. I actually don't think I saw that but Let me regardless see I'm it. sure I'm sure it was awful. Drew Brees neck meme is the first thing that came up so yeah. Uh, here, let me Google this. Just thing. look up Drew Brees' neck meme. You have to see the still frame of the hit because I believe it was Patrick Willis who just like fucked him up. Oh, uh, ooh. Uh, yeah, he uh, it, it clotheslined him, and I th- I think the his helmet is, is beginning part. to ride up his face a little bit, which uh, doesn't do him any favors in this case. Speaking of Drew Brees. Yeah, what's he up to? Is he just freelancing? I think he got fired from NBC. Well. Because he was so bad. Was he that bad? Like, I, feel like, I, mean, like, I feel like he would be a good studio host. Like, just a good studio analyst. Well. Just break it down X's and O's. That's all I needed from you, Drew. Okay, that's... But... I don't know. He was doing Notre Dame games this year, so obviously I watched him, and he was – I never thought he was bad. I didn't think he was the most exciting guy. Like, he's not Tony Romo, like, going, oh, whoa, you know, Bengals might win here, Jim. Oh, now the Chiefs might win. Oh, but the Bengals just made a play. Now they might win. Just uh, He wasn't the most exciting guy ever, but I was never like, oh, my gosh, this guy has no idea what he's talking about. He was kind of he was kind of a, a, a bit of a plain broadcaster, and I guess – you know, I, I guess now playing is bad because, I, you know, you want the, the biggest personalities ever in the booth. But I never once thought that he was bad or misinformed or 
just like, uh, I guess, stuttering because he couldn't collect his thoughts. I've never thought he was that. I, I just didn't like him. He's he's kind of like, um, kind of like Mike Tirico for me. Like I know I he's not bad at what he does. I just don't like him. And that's my and that's my reasoning. Well, to be fair, I don't like Mike Tirico because he's ripping Al Michaels and Chris Collinsworth away from me. Yeah, he um, man, Mike Tirico has turned into like some superstar at NBC where he's. He's calling yeah. Notre Dame games. He's he might be the future. Wait, is he uh is he doing Sunday Night Football this year? Yeah, him and I believe Collinsworth. Oh my gosh! Or I think maybe I think Collinsworth maybe is leaning more back into the pro football focus. I don't hold on Sunday Night. All I know is Al Michaels is not there. Well, great. Okay, yeah, Notre Chris Dame Collinsworth and Melissa Stark. There is going to be – so Notre Dame currently has zero broadcasters, and I'll tell you who one of them is for sure going to be, and I don't want him to be. And it's going to be Don't Jack you. Collinsworth. I like him, but I do not want to hear him on play-by-play. He did play-by-play the spring game, and I thought he was kind of bad at it. Um, uh, you know, if you want Mr. Personality, I feel like the play-by-play would be better for that. Um, right. Even though I know that people make fun of – because people make fun of Joe Buck for like disappearing during big plays because you know during yeah. he's not because he's not he's not narrating the home run trot he just he narrates the home run and then lets you watch the trot something like that he, but go ahead he, just he had a repu- Joe Joe Buck had a reputation of just being boring as fuck a long time ago like there's there's a very famous one of an Eagles kickoff return for a touchdown. Mitchell, Don't Mitchell, remember. Mitchell, Mitchell. He, this was his call. Mitchell, Mitchell, Mitchell. That 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 was that, was, that, that, that one's hilarious. It was I, that uh, monotone too. Yeah. And then the uh, David Freeze game, like that was very like, come on, dude, put some oomph on that. That's a massive moment. Didn't he do the like "We'll see you tomorrow night" or something? He, like he's that? always well. That was his dad's thing, was it not? I, I, I think really his dad did. started doing that. I, but um, me, once I get into St. Louis, I will let you know because they will. Uh, oh yeah, I'm his sure dad was Cardinal. The uh, the yeah, Jack Buck is a is a hero and well, way more than Joe. No one talks about Joe Buck the way they talk about Jack. Which, well, I feel like. It's just Joe Buck grew up in the era where everyone can see each other's opinions. Or not grew up, but he, he's in his prime during the social media era. Where Jack Buck, I feel like he was more, he was very local and he's very, like all, I feel like majority of like radio broadcasters for specific sports teams are beloved by the fan base. Just because you're the only one who hears them, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. That that doesn't make sense. I I've always liked Joe Buck. I always thought he got way too much hate. I love Joe Buck. He uh him and Aikman uh, him and Aikman and the Monday night booth is so big. Yeah. Well the the problem is is that we as fans, I think, are not getting the optimal broadcasting experience because two of the best booths, if you want to call it if you want to call the Manning cast a booth. I think two of the best football broadcasts, as far as um, the personalities calling the game, are now going to be calling the same game. So, ideally, if you had – 
let me see. Let's see. We have we have the Fox game, the CBS game, Sunday Night Football, Monday Night Football, and then I, I'm not even going to address. Thir- yeah. Well, now he's that doing he's doing Thursday. It's on Michael's oh, and Curb Street. That's right. That's right. That's going to be an interesting one. I got a hot and tip. probably Pat McAfee. I'm assuming yeah. the way he's been talking on his show the past couple of days, it makes it seem like he's getting involved in that somehow. You'll be proud of me. I watched the entire 35-minute Bill Burr interview yesterday. There you go. He's a, I'm not a big fan of Bill Burr's stand-up, but he is just very funny when he does interviews. Yes, I agree. His, his stand-up's okay. I, I watched one, and it was I, – I, I stopped halfway through. Like, I <laughs> – it, it, kind of, it kind of just felt like a town stand-up hall. Stand-up stinks. Yeah. Stand-up is terrible. It's well, – it's, and I feel bad saying that because one of my friends does stand up, and I was just at his I, I was about to say, I, I know for a fact that you have a uh, you have a friend who you su- have yeah. been a supporter of. He's funny. Yeah, I mean, like there's there's funny people. It's just I don't like stand up. I I get that because I I laugh a lot less in stand up than I do watching sitcoms because yeah, I think it's absolutely. I think. I think it's better when people are playing off of each other and it's more conversational. Honestly, Bill Burr's uh, – by the way, I, I'm actually I, – I know that it's really cool to hate this guy now, and I don't hate him at all, and I think he's actually really interesting, and his work is really interesting. However, uh, Joe Rogan is not good at stand-up. No, uh, he, he's he, terrible. He's awful. He, I, I watched 20 minutes of his uh, Netflix special, and I was like, th- like, what even is this? First of all, the production was bad because it looked like he was just in like a, a high school auditorium, and I, I don't know. But I almost went the, to one of his stand-up shows in Columbus. Thank God I didn't. Yeah, he, he, I did he, go through a phase there where I listened to the Rogan podcast almost every day. Now I'm more of I just listen to it if they have an interesting guest on. Yeah, and I, I think his interviewing skills are amazing, and he, oh, he's, he's great. He's very very good at that. I, mm-hmm. I just don't think he's fun, and I think that he's—I don't even think he's funny on his podcast. I think he's just more no, interesting. He's not funny. But, he's not funny. He's an interesting guy. Yeah, and I think he asks really intelligent questions, and then creates really intelligent discussion on his show. And that's—I think he's stupid personally, but well, uh, take the the horse dewormer out of it. Everything yeah, I, else, I agree with. I agree one hundred percent with what you're saying, though. And, okay. Also, take the aliens out of it because I don't, I, I don't care about that. Although, although no one knows, so I guess my guess is as good as his. But take the horse, the horse stuff out of it, and then I, um, but he, I don't think he's that funny. Bill Burr's stand up that I watched, it was kind of like a, it felt like a town hall meeting because he was, because one of Bill Burr's favorite things to talk about is, uh, like human population and how can we like control human population and stuff it felt like a town hall meeting where he was actually just like offering ideas it didn't feel like jokes but he he um was in the red sox booth recently and there was like Mm -hmm. a two-minute clip and he was just cracking up the other two guys in the booth and he like i think he was sitting there he had like a hat a jersey on he may have even had a glove on he looked like he was playing and he was just in there he was in there just talking trash about the blue jays it was actually really funny but yeah, I think he's, he's a, actually a pretty good actor too. Really, I didn't even know, like, I didn't even know that he was. A, I know that he has his F is for Family show, the animated series. Right, I, I always I, hear great things about that. I always mean to start that. 
I, I think I watched like a minute once and then I was like, you know what? There's this other show that I was looking for. I did, I just, I quickly realized that I was just interested in the other show more, whatever it was that I never went back to it, but I, uh, it's lasted a, a few years, which in Netflix is like 15 seasons. <laughs> so he must be doing something well, but what, what has he been in where he's like, actually, you're actually looking at Bill Burr, not an animation. He had a role. Uh, in Breaking Bad. I've never seen Breaking Bad, but I know he was in Breaking Bad for a really? season. Uh, he's in The Mandalorian. Um, he, he is? Yeah, he plays um, He plays like a bounty hunter. Like there's a, there's a whole episode centered around him as a bounty hunter. And then mm-hmm. he becomes a reoccurring... He, he came back the next season on the next season of The Mandalorian for an episode. And I'm assuming they're bringing him back because and it's funny because he said he hates Star Wars, but he just thought it was an interesting topic. Um, he he was in the uh, the King of Staten Island. The one he, he oh, played a big role in he, that. Pete Davidson, yeah, yeah, he was pretty good in that. I mean, he's been in a bunch of stuff. Like he's he's done a bunch of voice. He's been in the Grand Theft Auto games too. Really? Yeah, he was he voiced somebody in like Grand Theft Auto Four. I can't remember, but I remember he did that. Let's see what else he got. He got the Chappelle show he was on for a little bit. That's the guy. Dave Chappelle is yeah. the only stand-up comedian who has ever made me laugh more than once during one special, I think. Dave Chappelle is great. Um, I enjoy Gabriel Iglesias, but I don't think he makes me like laugh out loud. Right. Um, Adam Sandler had his... I really enjoyed his. Um, I, I don't remember what it's called, but it was uh, it was on Netflix. Shocker. Um, <laughs> Nate Bargatze, he's a good one. He's um, yep. He he's very different from everybody else because he's like he's not a swearer and he's uh, he's very he's a very dry personality, but he also knows how to make that work, which is brilliant to me because I feel like if I tried to do what he did. Everyone would look at me like you're the most boring person ever, but he's just mastered that deadpan delivery to where he can make the jokes work, despite the fact that he's kind of a statue on stage. Um, I, you know, I don't think is funny in stand up that everybody does, or well, I mean, everybody older than us is Chris Rock. He just goes up there and yeah. kind of screams a lot, but I don't like all those old guys, oh, the old school guys like Chris Rock. Um... Even the like Richard Pryor, everyone tells me all the old people tell me is funny, and I watched one of his specials on YouTube or clips of him on YouTube. I'm like, okay, like there's all, there he's, was do- only... all he's doing is saying swear words. That's all. He's yeah, doing. well, that, that I mean, that's also Chris Rock. He's just going up there and yeah. saying a bunch of. Um, I Jimmy Carr is he? He's really funny, but I don't know if he's like stand up funny. Although I mean, he is a stand up comedian, but. He's he's more of like a, a roaster. Jeff Jeff Ross is also a roaster who's who's really funny, but I, I don't know if he just went up there and did stand up. I don't know if I'd find him funny if he was just all alone. This not is, this is gonna be problematic, but Bill Cosby's actually pretty funny. I have no problem with you saying that because there are still a bunch of Michael Jackson fans running around acting like nothing ever happened. So I have no problem with you saying that. Um, I'd have to go back and watch something. I think his like, I, I I think his persona was funny. Like the whole 
I, I, I don't know, just like those weird. Uh, I, I can't even des- describe it. I remember watching – when I was a kid, I used to watch reruns of the show sometimes, and I thought that was funny. Um, which That was one of the most successful sitcoms ever. I, I, yeah. Uh, I watched one time uh, – um, there was a, a – a, maybe I can look it up. It was a, a page on the internet of the 10 most popular uh, sitcom finales ever, and the Cosby show was in the top 10, and – or it may have just been TV finales ever because I think Mash was number one. I, well, actually, Mash yeah, that's number sitcom, one. Now that I think, I think that it. I don't think that one's ever going to be top. No, dude, Mash was like watch. like Super Bowl level. If if you look up the top one hundred television broadcasts of all time, it's like a bunch of Super Bowl or like the top fifty. It's like a bunch of Super Bowls and then Mash. Right. I'm looking at the top twenty four most viewed series finales. Let's see what we got here. First. Yeah, Mash one hundred and five million. Um. Cheers, The Fugitive, Seinfeld, uh, Friends, Magnum P.I., The Cosby Show. I'm trying to see if there's any ones that I actually watched while it was on air. I doubt it because I don't watch TV at all. Except for sports. Um, yeah, no, these are, I, yeah, no, I don't watch any of these. Anyway, yeah, that's huh, comedy hour. Uh, yeah, exactly. Um, I, I I don't know I I I haven't watched Bill Cosby stand up, but I always thought that his delivery and like those uh, those Jello pudding commercials or whatever he was doing, I always thought he was goofy. The the Hannibal Burris video of him basically re like ruining Bill Cosby's life was actually hilarious. The uh, I don't think the, I've ever seen that. I'll, you can watch it later. I'll I'll send yeah. you the video. But like basically, he made this joke in Philadelphia, where I'm pretty sure Bill Cosby is from. I know that he played football at Temple, so I, yep. I uh, Cosby did. Um, yeah, him and OJ, the most popular players to ever play college, people to ever play college football. Hey, Dwayne the Rock Johnson. <laughs> Careful. Uh, Dwayne Johnson is more popular than O.J. Simpson. Maybe not. Well, no, nah, no, no. He's, he's more popular than, than Bill Cosby too. But um, Hannibal Hannibal Burris made this joke, and it basically just like made people question, like, well, was he like, is he st- like, was Bill Cosby actually doing this? And then after he made that, like, <laughs> it was it was making the news, and then a bunch of people came out and was like, oh yeah, he definitely did this to me. And then all of a sudden, like, he, like he just got canceled in real time. Like, uh, just because, and then Hannibal Burris's career, like, shot out of a cannon after that, which was a, a hilarious He's great. I shock. Him. Yeah, he is. I, I, loved, I, I, I loved him just because I love the Eric Andre show, or loved the Eric Andre show. That's right. I forgot that he was on that. Um, that's Eric Andre. He... I'm sure he's done stand-up. I don't care to pretend for Eric Andre's stand-up, but he is extremely funny. Him battling with Alex Jones at the RNC in Cleveland was so funny. I have no idea what that is. What what was going on? The Republican uh, the Republican National Convention uh, in 2016 was in Cleveland, and he was there, and he got – he got into it with Alex Jones, like, and like, he wasn't yelling. He was just making a joke out of it. And Alex yeah. Jones had no idea who he was. He thought he was like 
somebody from CNN or somebody like something like that. It was just very, oh, great. Look That's up hilarious. Eric Andre RNC and there's a bunch of clips. It's very funny. Like he got kicked out of the RNC. It's very funny. I'm pulling this up. I'll, I'll definitely watch this after the uh, the podcast. But anyway, uh, Patrick Beverly called Chris Paul a, a traffic cone on defense. And I would just like to point out, in 16 career games, Patrick Beverly has scored 7.4 points per game against Chris Paul. How many? Wait, how many points per game? Did you say seven? 7.4. Okay, for a second I thought you said 17, and I'm like, well, Chris Paul has no. a lot of points. Okay. Uh, yeah. Okay. The stats. Men lie. Women lie. Children lie. Stats don't lie. Is the is the phrase. Um, yeah, Chris Paul, good luck trying to hide from that one. But there were a lot of people. No, Patrick Beverly averaged 7.4 points. Oh, oh, wait. Oh, he called Chris Paul a traffic cone. I, I'm sorry. I thought Chris yeah. Paul called Patrick Beverly a traffic cone. But... No, that's what that's what that's where Patrick Beverly Beverly originally went viral on first take. That was because he because he was trashing Chris Paul for some reason after they got eliminated. In the most, that has to be the most embarrassing game seven lost in sports history. Um. Oh my gosh, dude! They were down forty six in the third. Now, usually, what happens when you're down thirty at halftime? This also applies to football. You launch like a mini comeback, and then you lose by like twenty because the effort yeah. starts to wane on the the winning side. But they were down thirty at halftime, and then it ballooned out all the way to forty six. It got even worse as time went. I on. was no joke. I was literally laughing out loud at the end of the half when the Mavericks went on that massive run where Luka Doncic went on that massive run. I was yeah. laughing out loud because of how bad it was. And I bet on the Mavericks that game. But it was bad. Luka Doncic had 27 points at halftime. So did the Phoenix Suns. It, it was bad. Yeah, he had them completely matched. And then Chris Paul didn't score a bucket until the third quarter. No. He, he, he had a bad series. I know the whole game before he got like – he got – he found out in like the third quarter or something. Yeah. It was a quick exit. So I, I he had a horrible series. Um, DeAndre Ayton, I, oh, I have no boy. idea what he did, but I know that I know people are calling the sun soft, which is going to have a trickle yeah, down not, effect. He's, of, I'm he's looking at DeAndre Ayton like, else. come on, dude. But he won't be back in Phoenix. Uh, I, I have no idea how. How do the contracts work for first-round draft picks in the NBA? Are they like – because I know I think the NFL four. has the four years with the five-year option. Right. I, I, don't, I don't know if I've – I've never heard the fifth-year option yeah. thrown out for the uh, – I, I, I honestly don't really know. I believe it's four years. Um, let's see. <gasps> Excuse me. Um, under the rookies, regardless of the first round pick, have a maximum duration of four seasons with the possibility of a team. Okay, so it's four plus one. Oh, so it's the exact same thing as the NFL. Yeah. All right. Well, that settles that. I don't know. I again, I don't pretend to understand how contracts work. Yeah, we just kind of sit here and listen to people talk about them. Yeah, I just I just yell at my favorite team on Twitter to sign players for more than what we can pay them yeah more like than Juan Soto, who's apparently on the trade block now well they traded just about everybody else last year so they may as well throw him in there what do you do have a team of one player no yeah how many years 
control does Soto have left? Not many. Was he a rookie during the World Series? No, he was a rookie in Bryce Harper's last year. Oh, okay. So, he has, so then the after next this okay. year, after this year, he has two more years of arbitration. Hmm. So if you trade for him in the offseason, you're getting two years of Juan Soto. At this year, he's making seventeen million, so roughly twenty million. Like I know the Guardians aren't going to trade for him, but right. if I were the Guardians, I'd be like, why not? If if he's available, let's see if we can go get him. Get two years of him for very well below what he's actually worth. Hell yeah. Um, go for it, man. I um, I they're about to get a a haul for him. And when I say a haul, I mean a bunch of minor league prospects and a bunch of draft picks and a bunch of stuff that means nothing to us in the I forgot the you current trade time being. Oh, you couldn't do that before? No, you can well I think you can trade the first your first two picks, I believe. Hey, your, man, first, well, your first two rounds of picks, I believe. Hey man, what's 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 preventing me if if I want to get acquire a bunch of 15th round picks? Why can't I? For goodness sake. Yeah, damn it. Yeah. Yeah. If if I want six picks in the 26th round, man, I deserve it. Absolutely. Hold on. Let me just... My TV just turned off for some reason. Let's turn it back on. But, um, yeah, I, like, he's going to be... Man, he, I, I am so curious on what his big deal is going to be. Because he's going to be 26 when he hits the open market. Uh, that's how man. old Bryce Harper was. All, all the all this arbitration. Well, Bryce Harper, he got um, how much? Three hundred and thirty was it? Three thirty. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Machado got three hundred. Harper got three thirty. Was it right. those two who were the ones who were like, they were signed in like the middle of spring training, and no one was, and was everyone was talking all offseason about those two, and they just were like free agents for the longest time. Is that, am I remember that correctly? Yeah, they, their, their um, free agency drug out a while, but I believe Harper signed in like March. Um, I'm, yeah, I, I'm telling you, I thought it was spring training, which that would, that would completely yeah, that would up. Line up just, yes. Yeah. But. So I, I agree. Um, I think it was spring training, but then if that's the case, the Juan Soto, who has the reputation of being one of those disciplined hitters who does not chase balls outside of the zone, which is uh, absurd, especially in this era, dude, where I was no. just swinging for the fences. Man, put Juan Soto next to Javi Baez, and it is going to be Oof. embarrassing how how much more how, how disciplined or how undisciplined Javi Baez is, who just swings at every pitch you throw at him and tries to hit it out of the park. Now, I wrote a blog last year about how good Juan Soto was because I did a real deep dive of his numbers. It's incredible. It, he is, for his age, he is the best hitter I've ever seen in my lifetime. He is so good. Okay, so somebody just uploaded a YouTube video 23 hours ago. It's called Ohio State Buckeyes' Best Plays During Night Games in the Shoe. And I'm going to watch the shit out of this video. All right. Well, hey man, let me join you. Uh, all right, let's let's see if we can come up with some off the top of uh, off the top of our head that we think are going to be in there. Um, um, 
the probably the um the Penn the comeback against Penn State. Yeah. Um, what pl- what plays? Do oh, we Wisconsin, think? the game-winning touchdown against Wisconsin, oh, the yeah, Russell Wilson Bra- year. Braxton Miller. Yeah. Um, uh, it's never been no. a Michigan night game. Well, there's been I think, there's a three thirty kick, but. Uh, Nick Bosa sacked Baker Mayfield in the shoe. <laughs> this video is starting off with an old. I can't tell what year this is, but it's old. Um, against Washington? Yeah, it's against Washington. Let me see. Nineteen ninety-three. Night game highlights in the shoe. I just looked at Ohio State football. All right, I see it too. By Commissioner Buckeye. Yeah. Oh my gosh, this is yeah. I'm Joey Galloway is the guy who scored on this play. I have the sound off, so I can't really hear. But let's see. Who's this? Who's yeah, it was Washington. Um. I, I bet you the Beanie Wells. Well, uh, there's got to be something from that Michigan game in 06. I know that that game started as. It started at three, yeah. Um, uh, there's, there's Craig Krenzel. Look at him. Look at him move. Yeah. Okay, I bet you. Mike, against Northwestern. Is a is a Mike Nugent. Uh. Is a Mike Nugent field goal going to make it in here? Uh, I wish he would label these. Cause Is that Terrell really Pryor? Play. You're way ahead of me because I'm still on Craig Krenzel. Oh, I'm, I'm at a minute 12. Okay, I'll skip there. Uh, oh, this Marshall. Uh, okay, I know this Mar- This was the, the game against Marshall was the first game of the year. It was a Thursday night game, and Marshall almost beat us. Uh well the score is currently thirty five to seven so I don't know Marshall made a comeback in this game if I remember this game correctly I believe Marshall made a little bit of a comeback. Uh huh. Man, the Ohio State uniforms against Wisconsin were so bad. Oh, oh yeah, that game just popped on. Braxton Miller had like fifty passing yards in this game, which is very funny. And forty of them came on the one touchdown. Man, who was guarding him? I can't even who tell you who Philly that Brown was. Scored. Philly, Philly Brown. Brown. I remember the announcers called him Devin Smith when he – or no, it was Devin Smith. Well, wow, he must have been really old when you guys won the championship. He must have been like a, that was their a senior. senior year. Oh, this is the game where we absolutely thumped Nebraska. This was the uh, year after Nebraska beat us. Was this? There was one game where like somebody scored sixty three points or something. Was this it? That was yeah, Ohio State. They also did scored sixty three against Nebraska in my freshman year at night. Um. Well, yeah, but Nebraska was probably trash. At least this one, Nebraska. They weren't. They were first. a top ten team. They were seventh during that game. It was like number two versus number seven that game. They were. Yeah, Nebraska was pretty good. Ooh, these Ohio State uniforms. They they went to a different Wisconsin game. The one with like the very very green Buckeye oh, leaves yeah. on the helmet. Those the helmets. Are, yes. Yeah, those ones are great. I think they wore those rem- helmets in the the Clemson Orange Bowl game. Yep. Those uh those uniforms were good. They need to. Finally I believe get those, those were the last in. time they wore those. A lot of Braxton Miller highlights in this. Braxton Miller was so electric. Him against Penn State, they crushed Penn State in this game. 
Oh, wait, no, that was a different game I'm thinking of. They play, uh, yeah, all these Ohio State games are running together in my head. No, wait. Car- Carlos Hyde, well, yeah. It looks like they're crushing him. Yeah. Um, I have so many get- night games in my head that I can't remember. Oh, my God. Here, dude, here's the one, all- the black uniforms. Those are so bad. Wait, Ohio State was n- number one in the country? This was 2015. Oh. Uh, Minnesota, I remember. Forgot this was a stupid ass night game. There was a night game where um, they wore black against Nebraska too. No, they. Oh, wore, here, uh, here it is. Top yeah, 10. they wore those cannonball colored helmets. Yeah. Oh my. Yeah, God. this was my freshman year. And you said they scored. Oh my gosh. Yeah, they killed them. Whoever Nebraska's quarterback was at the time, I remember he got knocked out of the game, though. I don't remember. Joe Burrow played in this game. That's where I saw Joe Burrow play in college. Braxton Miller just threw a pass. We're in jersey number one. Oh, geez. We just jumped to Justin Fields against Michigan State. Oh, that was Justin Fields? Yeah. What's up, Joe? Oh, they played against Brian Lewerke in this game. Oh, brother. Yeah. (laughs) Uh Uh-huh. J.K. Dobbins. Oh man, this video quality is terrible. Yeah, this it's is. A, I, yeah, I need more. There, how's the Penn State game not on here? Yeah, they just skipped right over that. Yeah, I'm um, gonna have to have a word with Commissioner Buckeye. That was a pretty weak video. Jerron Cage is running it back a touchdown. Jerron. Oh yeah, that was last year. Yeah. Uh. Yeah. No. No sign of that Penn State game or the Michigan game from 2006. Just on the um. Games that started at eight or seven thirty. Speaking of which, Notre Dame. Oh yeah, got to tell you. And I, you know what's trash though? What the next week? Alabama Texas is big noon kickoff. Yes, um, that's gross. Hey, Alabama's playing a true road game. I will. I will. About time. I'll give them that because. Georgia is having one of these neutral siders against Oregon, and it's actually it's in Atlanta. So you you right. do the math on that one. Um, <laughs> every year, Atlanta hosts a neutral site SEC game, and it's always like a Pac-12 school coming to Atlanta. Which, again, you do the math. I remember Washington <laughs> traveled to Atlanta to play or to play Auburn, and then Auburn hosted Oregon. That that was the. Uh, that was the Auburn comeback where uh, Oregon would have made the playoffs if they didn't lose that game. Oregon was trailing for six seconds in that game, but just so happened to be the final six seconds of the game. But I, um, I think, and this is my humble opinion, I know a lot of people are going to disagree with this, I think Fox messed up because Fox has the number one pick when it comes to the Big Ten rights. And this is a clear sign that they picked Ohio State, Michigan as their number one pick, which mm-hmm. I assume that ABC returned the favor by saying, okay, we'll take Ohio State, Notre Dame. I think that Ohio State, Notre Dame, week one is going to get an absurd amount of viewership. I, if I were Fox, and is this a biased pick? Maybe, but because Ohio State, Michigan, Ohio State, Michigan is going to do just fine. They're going, they're going to get the most ratings on rivalry week. But I yeah. just think opening weekend. Notre Dame, Ohio State, two of the biggest fan, two of the biggest fan bases 
all over the country for oh, yeah. both of those schools. I really think that ABC, I, I think when we look back on it, I think that number may be even better than Ohio State Michigan. I would have drafted Ohio oh, State Notre Dame number one. If this is, I would not be stunned if this is the most watched college football game of all time. Because Ohio State is a ratings monster. They are consistently the number one most watched team every year. And it's by a wide margin. I got to look this up now. I may be over-exaggerating, but it's by a pretty decent margin over Alabama. College football teams. And I believe Michigan and Notre Dame and Texas are also in Oklahoma, like those teams. Yeah, we have um, Ohio State, Michigan, Alabama, Penn State, Georgia. Man, Notre Dame's number nine. You kidding me? Wow. Um, the the average number of viewers per week. Okay, this is average per week. I would love to see like an average of their top five because yeah. I think that. Because there's a lot of like half the schedule is a is a boat, no matter what team it is, in college football, half the games are going to be boat races. So mm-hmm. I would think that a big Notre Dame game would be in the top five, opposed to just like the average Notre Dame game where right. And, and they had like they had a couple games on the ACC network last year, which. I discovered was the worst broadcast. It's, it literally oh, sounded like a high school broadcast. Um, Tim Hasselbeck uh, is terrible. And it, th- just the sound quality, it literally sounded like high schoolers. It was like a high school broadcast, like a high school website live stream. It was terrible. But, and they also had the Toledo game on Peacock, which, I mean, not, yep. I'm not, I'm not going to suggest that. Toledo would have given us the biggest number ever. Although uh, Notre Dame did almost lose that game, mm-hmm. um, which that that was a terrifying feeling because I was I was riding high. I was at the Ohio State Oregon game. I was celebrating. I was like, "This is going to be the year. This is going to be the year that Notre Dame's going to be better than Ohio State this year." And then, man, I um, I uh, was on my phone. Uh, and just a little bar on my phone uh, <laughs> while everyone else was having a good time. I was just sitting there watching. I was on Google just watching the play-by-play, and that was a terrifying feel. I, little did I know that Jack Cohn, like, snapped his finger in half and then got it just, like, readjusted and went back out there and threw a touchdown. Okay. Game winning. But, yes. Speaking of uh, week one of college football, we have, a, like, a pretty awesome out-of-conference schedule this year like as a whole for college football all right so obviously Obviously, Notre Dame Ohio State week this is just week one week one Notre Dame Ohio State Oregon and Georgia Utah and Florida Cincinnati at Arkansas West Virginia Pitt and then that Sunday is Florida State at LSU and then week Uh, two we have Alabama Texas we have Alabama, Texas, week two, Baylor, BYU. That doesn't really – I don't care about that. Week three, we have Miami at Texas A&M, Penn State at Auburn, Oklahoma at Nebraska, Cal at Notre Dame, UTSA at Texas. I don't know why that's a notable one, but apparently it is not. Because <laughs> um, UTSA UT- might win. I don't know. Texas is good. On uh, paper. Well, I, they're not going to look good in week two when they play Alabama. I promise you that. 
I don't know, man. You're talking about Ohio State legend um, Quinn Ewers. <laughs> yeah, hey, two handoffs. Two handoffs against Michigan State. Two handoffs. I'll never forget them. <laughs> exactly. I'm um, looking at the week zero. I'm, I, oh, man, I'm looking at the week zero matchups right now, and I just I just need to sit down and watch Illinois and Wyoming so bad right now. Dude, we need, we need better week zero matchups. We got a good one. Ba- back when week zero first became a thing, when Florida and Miami played against each other, yeah. and Tate Martell was a slot receiver going in motion oh, yeah, and never was. getting the ball. Th- that Now, that was the heyday of week zero. But we need to get some better week zero matchups because it's always – now we have um, – oh, help me out. It's it Northwestern Illinois, Nebraska. Northwestern Nebraska from Dublin, Ireland. Yeah. So that's exciting. Um, you're telling me you're not pumped up for UConn at Utah State week zero? Uh, no, no, I'm not, to be completely honest with you. Um, <laughs> but we need some better, some better matchups. Also, um, o- Oregon is going to get absolutely crushed by Georgia in week one. Oh, yeah. But uh, I, that is going to be an intriguing matchup because K- Kirby Smart's defensive coordinator is now the head coach at Oregon. And Bo Nix is also Bo Nicks, the, baby. the quarterback. So, hey, Bo, Nick, Bo Nix is returning to his roots down there in SEC country. So, they might have a shot. But um, I'm going to enjoy Gus Johnson and Joel Klatt calling an Alabama oh. game. I, I enjoy when these uh, – when teams – when really, really good teams play on networks that they aren't usually on. Like when, yeah. Brad, when Brad Nessler and Gary Danielson called a Notre Dame game, I was falling out of my chair like, this is the best. Um, I know I do like when Notre Dame plays on like ABC because one I don't have to listen to the NBC broadcast, which I think is weak. But, well, I, I don't know. I don't. It's gonna be Jack Collinsworth this year probably because Tariko and Breeze are out. Who, who's his? Let's see. Let's look up the Notre Dame booth this year. Notre Dame football booth. Um, Notre Dame football on NBC has its own wiki. Um, it does. Sweet. Yeah, I know that the SEC on CBS also does. Yes, it doesn't Uh, say who, but I believe I I would. I would assume Jack Collinsworth. I would like to see them get Tony Dungy back in the mix. I liked him a lot. I I I did too. He was um. I don't know. He, he has a nice delivery. He, he just sounded like a really nice, friendly guy, which he always Mike does. Mike Mayock. Yes. Mike Mayock was um, – he was with us for a handful of years. He was good. He was um, – he would do – and he, he always pumped up our guys because he was still with the NFL Network. So when he did the NFL Combine, he was always talking about Notre Dame guys, and I loved it. Um, but he did our games for a handful of years, and he was pretty good. I um I want to say that he was doing our games the 2012 year when we made it to the championship. Uh, yeah. But he's a he was a good one, man. I I have no idea how they took him, just like some the NFL draft expert, and turned him into a college football color commentator. But I I like him a lot. Plus horrible, NFL horrible, GM, horrible general manager. Horrendous. By the way, Hor- like one of the worst. Uh, everybody. Ta- I forgot to mention this. Everybody talks about the 2020 draft for the Raiders and how Henry Ruggs and Damon Arnett were their first round picks and they both are no longer on the team. So the year before that, the Raiders had three picks in the first round. All three of them had their fifth year option declined. 
It was. I was surprised on that with Josh Jacobs. Yeah, it was Cleveland Farrell, it was Josh Jacobs, and it was Jonathan Abram. All three of them were had their fifth option, fifth year option decline. That is awful. Actually, we can now do this. Um, we can go to. I do remember 20- I did mock Jonathan Allen and Josh uh, uh, Jacobs to the Raiders that year. Uh, yeah, Jonathan, uh, Josh Allen was supposed to be the fourth pick. That's who everyone was yeah. talking about. Um, 2019, uh, franchise, no, fifth-year option. Fifth-year option we didn't tracker that year. So, here we go. Notable picks. Um, notable picks who did not get their uh, uh, fifth-year option picked up. Daniel Jones being one of them. Um, mm-hmm. this kind of surprised me a little bit. Uh, Devin Bush, who was really, yeah. really good his, his rookie year, but missed all of, I think his, you know, sophomore year, quote unquote. And then wasn't that bad this year, but still got his fifth year option declined. I was shocked about that. Um, they must have some, they must be concerned about his medicals. Yeah, possibly. So yeah, I did see that. I'm like, wow, I can't believe they did. I thought he was a pretty good player. Um, Garrett Bradbury, who is the center for the Vikings, I mm-hmm. I don't know why, because I, I thought he was starting for them, but I don't know. I think um, he's starting just because. Well, yeah, they may not be tremendously impressed with him. Jerry Tillery from Notre Dame uh, with the Chargers, which I don't know why he was a first-round draft pick to begin with, but <laughs> he was, so that's okay. Um, shockingly, uh, DeAndre Baker did not make it up to his uh, fifth-year fifth option because he no. was a bit busy – uh, getting in gunfights at over a poker match, so he was not. Wasn't he exonerated though? I think so, but he was still released. Um, I think he's with the Chiefs now, though. Yeah, I I don't know if he was fully exonerated. I think, if I recall correctly, he was like partially exonerated. But, right. Um, we'll see. Uh, Caleb McGarry, um, the the right tackle for the Atlanta Falcons, which is just mm-hmm. what they need. They need. Uh, more offensive line rebuilding because they haven't spent enough time trying to figure that out. Um, but that's okay because yeah. good thing Marcus Mariota can run. And uh, last but not least, how about Andre Dillard, who Oof. was very high Washington up on a, lot State, of, right? on a lot of yeah, very high up on a lot of draft boards. Um, in three years, he has started nine games. That Oof. is bad. There's also. I can name at least two players from that draft in the first round who got released midway through their rookie gut deals. Um, Isaiah Wilson and uh, De- uh, Dwayne Haskins. Yeah. Um, Isaiah Speaking Wilson. I'm watching Dwayne Haskins. I'm watching Isaiah the Wilson. 50 greatest plays of the 2010 through 2020 decade for Ohio State. The What's the video called? Uh, it's. Top 50 plays of the decade, Ohio State football. And it's from 2010 to 2019. Dwayne Haskins just threw a touchdown. <sighs> um, he, did, he, he, he threw quite a, quite a bit of touchdowns that year. Yeah. By the way, my, my, I was talking to my brother. Um, we were just talking about, like, a rational sports fan bases. And he had <laughs> mentioned – and we were talking about Ohio State. And he's like – yeah, this Twitter account keeps popping up as, like, recommended for you. And it's some guy who keeps talking about how Jackson Smith and Jigba is going to have over 2,000 receiving yards this year. <laughs> and I'm just like, hey, want to know something crazy? I know him personally. So, mm. um, 
which is, you know, it doesn't really make sense how uh, apparently Jackson Smith and Jigba and Marvin Harrison Jr. are both going to be two of the best receivers in the college football. I don't know. It doesn't seem like there's a lot of room for all for both of them to get that many yards, but whatever. And Jordan um, Addison's coming, baby. Oh, yeah. I forgot. He's coming, too. I saw that rumor. The, uh, yeah. That's exactly what Jordan Addison needs is competition. Yeah, Jordan Addison does transfer to Ohio State for whatever reason. Um, should we plan the parade now? Uh, dude, this is the most confident I've seen Buckeye fans in a long time about winning the championship. They are like this is the, this is the most they, confident I've ever been ever. I, I don't. I What's don't, up, Hunter? You can speak whenever. Oh, hello. So whenever, but like Ohio State, like I, this is the most common. I have never been, I've never gone into a season saying that Ohio State's going to win the national championship, except for this year. Uh, what about 2015? Uh, no, because Alabama was still so good. Well, I, honestly, I don't know because that was the, that was the Jake Coker year. So I probably wasn't sold on Alabama. Who, who went to the playoff? It was Michigan State, Alabama, Clemson, and who else? Um, who did Clemson year, play in the first round? Oklahoma. I probably yes. thought Oklahoma, to be honest. But I, maybe. But this is – I am for sure confident they are the best team in college football this year. Um, uh, look, man. I'm as, Hunter, I I'm see as, you talking trash in the comments. Let's let's hear it up. Let let me hear it. Oh, what, what's he saying? My my phone lie. my They're... phone's in the charger, so my, my I'm like my phone's like ten feet away from me. I have just had my headphones on. What's he, he saying? They're not going to win the national championship. Not going to lie. Well, I mean, I, I, I want to hear you. That, I you can speak, man. Any, anytime you want, you can speak. I want to hear you defend yourself here. Talking trash about my beloved alma mater, alma mater. However you say it. And mine, for that matter. Yeah. You're a Buckeye. Grab exactly. It. Hey, I root for uh, Ohio State academics, that's for sure. There I go. want Ohio State to produce a bunch of U.S. presidents and Supreme Court justices. And uh, I don't – I. Well, I don't know really. We're no longer producing is. Jeffrey Dahmer's at the Ohio State. Uh, yes, uh, yes, and and fewer Jeffrey Dahmer's. That would also be a good one. Uh, <laughs> but um, speaking uh, of Ohio State, giving Chris Holtman an extension today. They did an ex- a three year extension. They also gave Ryan Day an extension today. But they um gave Holtman three more years for three and a half million. So he is locked in through twenty seven, twenty eight. I'm I'm furious. Um, this was the mo- he had two first rounders on the on that team, and this was he underperformed so bad. I, I'm not in the camp of fire Chris Holtman, just because it's too early, and I I'm not going to pretend to know that there's better candidates out there. But if my only two options were to fire him or extend him, I would fire him. Giving him an extension is so bizarre. Yeah, he he's recruited well. There's no doubt about that. But players are transferring, and we and we just fall short every year, every single year. We haven't made it to the Big Ten championship game. We haven't won a Big Ten regular season uh, championship, and we haven't made a Sweet Sixteen with him. What what are we signing him for? 
I would much I, rather have us just rehired Thad Motto. Just told them, ah, Thad Butler ain't worth it. Honestly, I can't even figure this one out because Ohio State hasn't made it out of the, the first round of March Madness in, I Three think years. it's eight, eight years now. No, they because, made it to the second round with Holtman. No, I, out of the, I'm sorry. Oh, I, oh the first I, weekend. I'm, the first weekend. First okay. weekend, yes. Um, now, I know everyone loves to talk about, well, during the COVID year, they would have been like a two-seed or a three-seed or something really hot. Yes, they would have. But the next year, we play Ball Don't Lie, and they got their two-seed and got upset by Oral Roberts. So I don't want to hear about it, okay? So Last time uh, we made the Sweet 16 was 2013. Okay, nine years, even better. So now look, I, I'm not going to be one of these people who thinks that well, if Thad Mata goes to Butler and they they make it to the Elite Eight and make a big run, then it was wrong of Ohio State to fire him. No, I don't think it was wrong of Ohio State to fire Thad Mata because it was it was a disaster. The program was dying. The program was it, dying. It was it was terrible by the end of his tenure. It was uh, Amir Williams was a starter for this team. That's how bad it was by then. Yeah, I'm I'm sure you recall. I um so I'm never gonna be one of these people, no matter what. Thad Mata does at Butler, I'm never, ever, ever going to think that Ohio State was wrong for firing him. I'll just think, wow, maybe lightning just strikes twice and Thad Mata <laughs> figured out how to how to have another good tenure uh, at another school. But in regards to Chris Holtman, they, I, I don't want to say that there's a ceiling there because I definitely believe that Ohio State was fully capable of making it to the second round of March Madness last year, they just didn't. Oh, yeah. Which, by that Matt, I know that they should have, and maybe maybe that they maybe it's just a fluke that Ohio State lost that game. Maybe maybe if they played ten times, Ohio State would have won eight of them. Okay, uh, sure, but it still matters that they lost, and I I don't understand. First of all, this is more of just a general college basketball philosophy thing. The whole push and pull between are one and done's good for your program because I'm seeing a lot of people say, "Oh, now that Malachi Branham is going to the NBA, that's going to show a lot of other high schoolers that you know Ohio State's a place for NBA players." Well, I, I and I've been outspoken about this about Coach K to where he completely leaned all the way into the one and done, and I think that it put a cap on his ability to succeed in the tournament. So I'm not even someone who thinks that getting a bunch of, a bunch of NBA ready players is a great idea. Cause I don't think it's conducive to making deep runs unless your team is just wicked talented and you have four or five of those guys to which, you know, all right, but the, the Zion RJ Barrett and Cam Reddish here, they, they didn't make it to the elite eight. I, I think they lost in the, in the sweet 16. So I've I've always been a fan. Uh, when I say always, I mean ever since I began to care about this, which was like three or four months ago, which is which is a devastating time for me to be invested in this because I was like, you know what, you know who's doing it right is Villanova and Jay Wright. And of course, what? just as I begin to become yeah. a huge Jay Wright fan, he just walks away, and now everyone's talking about is he going to go for the Lakers? Which is just that, that just by luck now that I start to care about him, but. Th- those those are the guys that I think can really take programs far. Again, unless you just have five, four or five guys who are NBA ready, 
to the point where it, they're, they're just so much more talented than everybody else that even though they're kind of just like a three-month all-star team, they'll still make it work. But I, I don't know if this I, this embrace of the one-and-done now that some Ohio State fans are done because of Malachi Branham, I don't know if that's a good idea. What, I don't know if Chris Holtman's capable of that because Chris Holtman is – and. Uh, Mike Bray at Notre Dame is also doing this. They're becoming big transfer portal guys. Notre Dame is mm-hmm. getting a ton of guys through the transfer portal. I know Chris Holtman is too. In fact, Chris Holt, the Ohio State team next year is going to be pretty much exclusively just seniors and freshmen with no in between. So next year, I think, is going to be a really a, a down year for Ohio State. And we know that Ohio State under Chris Holtman is notorious for bad Januaries. Uh, the once the Big Ten schedule kicks in, every everything, all the success that they've had in the months leading up to that point appear to get thrown out the window. So uh, I know that they had the, the they were the Big Ten runner up to the Illinois team that had Ao Desunmu and uh, Kofi Coburn. Who, which, by the way, I, I've watched a slight amount of Kofi Coburn. I'm convinced that he's actually terrible. I, I don't I don't know about you, hold, but hold on, to that. hold on. To he's that. very oh, big but uncord. Okay. I'll hold on to that, that thought that. real quick. Yeah. Go ahead. Hunter, no, go ahead. The Buckeyes aren't winning. Why not? They're not. Tell me why. They're not. <laughs> I, I, who's winning? Good conversation. Notre Dame, bro. Oh, my oh. gosh. Gosh darn it, dude. No, 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 no. This is not what I need. Hunter, are you a big ND fan? Hmm? Are you a big ND fan? Yep. Okay, so am I. Let's let's cool it. Look, no, Marcus, no, stick by your team. No, I'm not gonna stick by my. We're Fight 13. Back. I, I I actually, I thought that I I said this last year that I would spare no expense to go to the Notre Dame game in the shoe, and I had to be there to be a part of the environment. <laughs> Once wish, the point once the point spread came out, I quickly backed off. Oh of yeah, I I no longer. Dogs. I want nowhere near that. I want nowhere near the state of Ohio, but when Notre Dame comes to town, because I will be miserable. Although, um, look, I think that Notre Dame has a shot to beat Ohio State. Hunter, you and I will be rooting harder than anybody else yep. to uh to for Notre Dame to pull off that upset, but. I have a big issue with Kerry Combs not being there. If Ohio State, oh, yeah, didn't cha- if Ohio State didn't change their defensive coordinator, I would 100% be convinced that Notre Dame's winning that game. But Ohio State's defense was so bad last year, and now they have a new defensive coordinator from Oklahoma State, uh, Jim Knowles, who, by the way, uh, Oklahoma State actually found a way to play good defense in the Big 12 last year, which mm-hmm. uh, I'm very scared about that. Although – Ohio State's secondary uh, is having a bit of a genocide right now because they had about five guys le- uh, transfer out of there. So I don't know what's going on there. Easy. But, um, you know, everyone's saying, oh, this will finally be the year that Zach Harrison becomes awesome. And I've been hearing that for about 10 years by now. But <laughs> I-, I think Notre-, Notre Dame, I think they can keep it close, but I am very, very scared, Hunter because of Ohio State's receivers and C.J. Stroud, I'm scared that our secondary won't be able to hold up. You don't have to be scared. We're winning. Oh, yeah. Easy work. Easy work. Easy work. Who's your, who's your uh, starting quarterback next year, Hunter? Huh? 
Who's your starting quarterback uh, we, next we, year? We, we, don't, we won't figure that out right now. Tyler Buckley. Okay, so you don't know the quarterback, but you're going to beat Ohio State in Columbus. Notoriously one of the hardest places to ever play. Hunter. Where'd you go, Hunter? Oh, he, he stopped calling. But, um. <laughs> did, did, he, did he disappear on us? Yeah. Um, Great. That is the NBA Twitter equivalent to college football talk. Oh, dude, I I intentionally pissed off NBA Twitter yesterday, and it was great. Oh, okay. Before before you tell that story, because I do <laughs> want to hear that story. I had one of my I I called out one of my friends today. Like this was the first message I saw when I woke up. Is that he said, uh, "Fact or fiction? Uh, uh, Nick Chubb is the most explosive running back in the NFL." And my response was, "This is an NBA Twitter debate. I don't want any part of this." Yeah, I don't. I don't. I I honestly, you could not pay me to care enough to debate that. <laughs> but, um, I mean, I don't hate that take. <laughs> I, I have no way of arguing for or against that, so I am out. Yeah, yeah, I, I simply cannot be bothered enough to care about who's the most explosive running back in the league. <laughs> what does that even mean? What does I, that I mean? Like when they get know. into open field, they just like who's who's the fastest? Is that the case? Because it's not Nick Chubb. <laughs> I. I don't know, Christian. I was like, is Christian McCaffrey a, a thing, or is he not a thing anymore? Yeah, Christian McCaffrey is. Well, yeah, he's almost dead with all the injuries that he's had. I don't. I feel like we don't talk about him having a thousand yard rushing and receiving se- yard season in the same year. Um, is Marshall Falk the only? I don't. He want did. To yeah, he only, did that. I I believe with the Colts, right? Ooh, that I don't. Uh, no, I think he was the with the Rams. He may have won the MVP that year too. Yes, I believe so. I I don't know why I'm thinking he did that with the Colts. I he never watched with him play Colts. with the Colts. Yeah, I was I wasn't born when he played with the Colts. That was a, a great trade by the Colts, by the way. It was, it was his because, first year in St. Louis. Yeah, a great trade by the Colts because they were able to get <laughs> the draft pick to select Edger and James along with other. Players. So they basically just got a a running back replacement plus yeah. more. So that's Trade a, a Hall of Famer for a Hall of Famer. Yeah, which um, I mean, one of those Hall of Famers is better than there, the other, but yeah, he never won the Super Bowl there, though. But was um, well, Edgerton James re- won a Super Bowl. No, he I, didn't. No, was he? He in retired Arizona the year before. Time? He retired the year before. It well, was Dominic on. Brown and Joseph Adai. Oh, I knew Joseph Adai, but I couldn't think of the other Dominic Brown. Do I even remember that name? He 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 was pretty good. Like he was, he was as good as Joseph Adai, I would say, in terms of like at their peaks. I think Joseph Adai was a first round pick. Joseph Adai was a pretty good player. Yeah, out of LSU, if I'm not mistaken. I actually oh, have yeah. an SC, an old school SEC related question in my trivia, which I oh, uh, I 100 came up with. I actually have two SEC <laughs> questions now to think about it. Marshall but, Falk had. Uh, 1,300 yards and rushing and 908 yards receiving in his last year in Indianapolis. So, yeah, he was pretty good. San Diego. He State. actually, he actually did not win the MVP of the year. He went a thousand thousand. He won the MVP the next year when he ran for 18 touchdowns. Oh, great! So this is like Major League Baseball where Andrew McCutcheon doesn't get the yeah, MVP. Yeah, can't give it to him all the time. Yeah, 
when Andrew McCutcheon doesn't win the MVP when he bats 327, then the next year he bats 317 and wins it because he has to he has to prove himself just to get himself That's ingratiated. Right. He has to go through the ingratiation process with the the voters before they can finally acknowledge that he's MVP level. You got to be you got to be MVP runner up before you can make the MVP. There's there's levels to this. Right. But anyway, um, I pissed off NBA Twitter last yes, night. Like very yes. mu- it, it wasn't my most it wasn't my most profitable for lack of a better term troll, my most successful troll. Um so when the lo- the lottery was last night and the Cavs got the 14th pick and I tweeted under when Shams when the second Shams tweeted out the top 4 after the draft lottery ended, I tweeted under once again my beloved Cleveland Cavaliers have been screwed by the corrupt lottery. <laughs> and people like, people didn't care for that one. Man, can people take a joke, please? So, so somebody got it, and I appreciate it. He DM'd me. He's like, "That was very funny," and I was like, "Thank you." <laughs> somebody also told me I was a fucking moron, but <laughs> to which you probably dished it right back. <laughs> Whenever I get hate messages, I usually I only just send them back a frowny face, or like just like the. The not the semicolon, but what's 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 that called? A colon? Yeah, col- whatever. It's only my job to know that. A colon and like the parentheses yes, for the for the uh, frowny face. I usually just send them that. You're. A, it's not like you're a, a, a professional writer or anything like that. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I honestly just blanked on the name of it. Uh, where are we? Uh. Are we still with lines? Is that where we're at? Uh, no. So I actually, I'm I actually didn't tell you that. But um, I'm glad I asked. Yeah. Um, the first of uh, first of April, um, my entire department at lines was cut. No. So, yeah, but they 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 still let us use Colin for because it's their service. They're like, yeah, you can still use it. So that's what we still use it for. Lines itself is still around, but I now write for a site called PickWatch. Oh, is that? I'm sorry. I honestly, I honestly thought I told you that. I'm sorry, I never told you that. I mean, it doesn't, it doesn't really change change our part, change the podcast one way or another. So no, 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 no. But just to, I, uh, I had no, I, I don't even know where this podcast is going. Uh, brought to you by PickWatch. No, it's still brought to you by Lines. It is? Okay, so yeah. you're no longer writing for lines, but you still podcast for them. Yes. Okay. Well, I, that, that really doesn't affect me, but that's still interesting to know because yeah. I had no idea. I can't believe I didn't tell I swear to God I told you that. I uh, certainly have never – I've never even heard of PickWatch till right now, but now they're my favorite service ever. Yeah, they're – um, 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 oh God, I'm blanking on everything. They're, um, they're in the U.K., they're they're located in the UK. Oh my goodness, we're uh, we're speaking to the Brits right now. Hello. Yeah, and their website, what they're kind of they're kind of like an action network where like you can um, track your picks and stuff. And they just brought me on to start because they're coming out with an app. They they brought me on to start the writing side of it. So I've been writing. I've just been blogging all day. Interesting. So, uh, oh, what what question was I going to ask? Um. How long in between did it take you to find that? How did you even find that place? This is an interesting. Pick one. I found a baseball. 
LinkedIn or uh, pick pick watch. I found them on LinkedIn. It, it was like a few weeks after I was let go from lines. Well, interesting. Well, we made it. Um, do, do do you make? Is this a pick watch? Yeah, I get paid. Uh, I was gonna ask for this podcast for lines. Oh no, just, no 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 no. All right, in this case, you know what? No, if you if I was getting paid, you would get a cut of it. Okay, well, I, I wasn't even asking necessarily for that reason. I was just asking, what is our affiliation with Lines? Uh, we just use, call in is their service. We use it on like their. Oh, app. wait, they created this app? No, they but they have a sponsorship with them for for something. Hey, we can, we can be call in free agents. We can just be freelancers. Yeah. yeah uh, you know it, what? It, I, again, it doesn't really matter that all that much. They're just allowing us to keep using it. All right. Well, sweet. Oh, oh, because they originally. Oh, because we have a bunch of podcasts stacked up where those were specific. Okay, now. So basically, we're allowed to be on call in, but they are allowing us to also keep all of the podcasts that we previously had all under the same umbrella. Okay, now that makes sense. Instead of having yeah, to more, basically it was just, more of like, yeah, you can, yeah, you can just keep doing this for if you want to keep doing this for us, we'll allow you to. We're like, okay. Let me yeah. let me see. So I'm trying to figure out every place that we've been. So obviously we started out with SGSR. Yeah. We then went to the Scorecrow. Correct. Then we went to PTST. That was practically the same thing, just because we merged with them. Yeah, yeah. Then we went to Lines, and now we're like. Kind of lines, kind of pick watch. Yeah. Yeah, something like that. Man, we've been through it. Uh, I miss Hunter text, or, uh, messaging us. Yo, Notre Dame winning it. Man. Look, man. I miss Hunter. I try, to be, I try to be a rational sports fan. Sometimes I'm not, but even when I'm not, sometimes I still feel like I am. But I don't need – is he in here? No. Okay. Uh, I don't need I don't need eight year olds trying to damage my reputation because I am mm. trying to be for as much as I've talked negatively about Ohio State over the years when I feel like that they've absolutely mm-hmm. deserved it. Well, you know, even when they don't deserve it, I still feel like what I'm saying is correct and hard to hard to counter. Just because, you know, it may not be the right time to talk about that, but still you know, when Ohio State has this big victory and I point out, well, you know, there were a couple plays where they looked really bad. And is it relevant? No. But is it true? Yes. So I, I try to I try to be the mouthpiece for Notre Dame football because there are, there are a lot of Notre Dame haters out there. Uh, by the way, one of them being you with your Twitter header that Excuse I saw. Me. Excuse me. I, uh, Notre Dame. I rooted for Notre Dame when I was younger. Yeah, uh, you owned a I'm actually wearing time. a Notre Dame hat right now. Yeah, you owned a hoodie and you owned a hat. I'm Very wearing nice. that hat. Um, how about this? Uh, how about this uh, Twitter header that you got going on? Huh? I just you, think you that is just a, that's just a very funny picture. Unbelievable! You know, really, <laughs> I just think really it's shows. very funny. I just laugh at it every time I see it. Notre Dame, Cincinnati, man. That was a big I, win. I was. That was one of my favorite bets. It, it, I mean, it wasn't like. <laughs> A massive. I believe Cincinnati was a two-point favorite, and them winning just because I just thought it was because I called it before the season started. I'm like Cincinnati's going to beat them. I don't care. Uh, I, that's what I said. I don't care what the spread is. I'm taking Cincinnati. 
We beat ourselves. Let it be known. Cincinnati didn't beat us. We beat ourselves. And that's exactly what happened. Mm. Tickets still cashed. Yeah, exactly. But really bad plays in a really bad part of the field. Basically, man, our first half was so bad. Just complete. I don't even know. We had that kickoff return. I don't even know if we touched it because they let our guy let the ball bounce and then it bounced with backspin. So it actually bounced away from him. Yeah. And, I, and then I think Cincinnati just – it wasn't like some squib kick. They just beat us to the ball on a deep kickoff. So I, that was bad. Then Tyler Buckner had a really bad interception where he got hit as he threw yeah, he it. Did. So he kind of just threw it up there. But we were deep in our own – it was on our, like, on our own 30-yard line or something like that. So that was just bad field position. Uh, man, our first half, we just made – then we, we marched down the field executed a fourth and 10 on like the 35 yard line. We're marching down the field that Jack Cohen throws an interception in the end zone. So just awful. Just, Oh, the, the, the what ifs about that game. Now, look, I mean, we weren't going to, we weren't going to beat Georgia or anything. So it's not like we just lost the championship (laughs) because of that game, but just my, for my own sanity sake and that alone, although to be fair, is Brian Kelly going to LSU Maybe not. So maybe this is actually a net positive because I think I'm going to enjoy the Marcus Freeman era more than I'm going to enjoy the Brian Kelly era because I think our recruiting of uh, the exterior athletes, because we've always, always, always been really good at recruiting offensive line and those types of the the rough and rugged Midwestern boys. We've always been good at that. I think Marcus Freeman is going to be better at – bringing in wide receivers, secondary, just more talented athletes. So I think this is actually going to be a net positive for us. But for the time being, I'm still very frustrated about it. Although in a few years, I may say, you know what? That Cincinnati game was a great sacrifice. Oh, yeah. Uh, doesn't take away the fact that you are totally selling out a team that you once rooted for with your Twitter header. Excuse me. I just think it's funny. Listen, nobody makes fun of Ohio State more than me. Well, I mean, me, but I, I will admit that I, you... I, I heavily dispute that. Oh, are you... Well, if, man, if you if you were in some of the group chats that I was, I was in... I'm the biggest I, Ohio State hater on the planet, I'd argue. Oh, Although I do, I, do, I do hate to inform the haters that we did sign the number one quarterback once again the next year, in back-to-back years. Oh, is, is Devin Brown considered the number one quarterback? Devin Brown is the number one, and then they just got the 2024 top-rated quarterback, the number two player in the country, uh, Dylan Riola. Oh, I'm sorry. Is Devin Brown better than Arch Manning? Which, I mean, when I say that – I'm not I, saying I, I say, it. I'm not saying it. Devin Brown's on campus. Oh, so he, he'll be uh, 2022 then. So who's 2023? Oh, I mean, they don't even need one, honestly. I, think, oh, I thought Devin Brown was 2022. Okay, they signed the number one quarterback two out of three years. Eat it. Yeah, I'm I'm eating it. I'm eating it. Um, uh, I don't know. Carnell Tate's leading towards Tennessee. Yeah, we'll do that Carnell Tate update here. Yeah, we uh we both got completely screwed out of that when that was going to be a very fun recruiting battle between Ohio State and Notre Dame because he's a Chicago guy. But also Brian Hartline exists, so it was supposed to be mm. Notre Dame versus Ohio State, and then Tennessee just swooped in with this Nico Iamaliava quarterback guy from from California, and 
now all of a sudden it looks like he's it was a huge quarterback recruit. It looks like he's recruiting Carnell Tate, and it looks like it's working. So awesome. Yeah, the weekly Carnell Tate update, he is 60% to Tennessee and 31% to Ohio State. It's not looking good. Well, I mean, no, at, least, it isn't. at least we're playing keep away from a, from a, from the highest state. That's good. But yeah, well, man, just wait until Brian Hartline comes in. I need Brian yeah. Hartline. Brian Hartline gets what Brian Hartline wants. Exactly. But there was um, um, I'm trying to figure out what this. There was um something or other. Oh, when uh, Brian Kelly left and there was a whole Twitter storm, or well, I mean, it wasn't just a Twitter storm, it was also a real-life Notre Dame storm. But when they were trying to figure out who the next head coach was going to be, Carnell Tate was tweeting up a storm trying to get Marcus Freeman to be the head coach. And then once he got announced, he was very excited about it. And now all of that was just for nothing. But it'll be okay. Uh, Tennessee, Tennessee, by the way, is my adopted SEC team. Oh. Um I mean, uh, that is very my, – my fandom is very flimsy. Make no mistake about it. I am very much uh, not heartbroken at all when they lose to Georgia by 31. But uh, if I had to pick one, I would pick them. Why? I have an aunt who lives in Knoxville. Um, okay. So, I mean, that's, that's pretty much it. But Yeah. Uh, I think you know, Georgia is my – well, I'll tell you what, you guys might, if you guys, if you guys, listen to me, if I, <laughs> yeah, if, if Georgia or Alabama it. gets Arch Manning, it is over. It is over. Oh, if Georgia gets Arch Manning, I might stop being an Ohio State fan for three years. And you know what? I would support you in your <laughs> endeavor. I really would. Yeah. George, after what, after what I went through with Georgia last year, they are my SEC team for the rest of time. I don't know, man. Arch Manning appears to not be worried whatsoever about Quinn Ewers, so we might see a quarterback yeah. battle between those two, which would be awesome. Yeah, he is 51% to Texas, 35% to Georgia. Uh, well, well, don't mind if I do. Te- Texas mm-hmm. might be back, Sam Ellinger. Now, you see, I, I don't want Arch Manning to fail, but, but. – if he goes to Texas, that would be so – and he fails, that would be so goddamn funny. <laughs> they just got the number one pick. That would be he, so fun. Like, the he is the golden boy of the golden family. Uh-huh. <laughs> he just stinks at Texas. That would be so funny. Yeah, he's supposed to be better than both of them because, uh, you know, Peyton was uh, – he was throwing ducks out there for a while. Oh, yeah. He was, he uh, couldn't throw a spiral to save his life. I mean, one, two, Super Paint Bowls. Tagle Viola. Yeah, ex- exactly. All right, you want to get into some trivia? Absolutely. All right. I uh, I had a theme to a couple of my questions. Actually, we have kind of hinted at all three of these with some of the, our conversation today. Um, not not specifically, directly, or whatever, but we have, we have touched on very similar subject matters. So, all right. Uh, my first question. Before Anthony Edwards, who was the most recent Georgia Bulldog to get drafted in the lottery? Okay, so I believe this is Alonzo G. Uh, I I, I want to be 
clear. Just is that a final answer? Because that was a, a kind of a a fifty fifty. Um, the only reason I say this is because I know he was a first round pick, and I know he went to Georgia. I, is that I your... honestly don't know if I can name another Georgia, so I'm going to say Alonzo G. Um. Well, Alonzo was Alonzo G teammates with LeBron. Maybe that last year. Well, the answer is someone who's affiliated with LeBron. LeBron. It is clutch client Contavious Caldwell Pope. I had no idea he went there. Yes, he uh, he was pretty much just a scorer, and that's about it. Yeah, that makes sense. He was definitely before Alonzo G. Yeah. I also All right. Lo- you know, here's a weird. Here's how my weird sports brain works. How how I also remember Alonzo G. He played in the SEC championship game at Georgia. Oh wait, no, he went to Alabama. Uh, <laughs> well, that's funny. Oh but... gee, yeah, he went to Alabama. <laughs> what year was this? Like 2005. They did a. Here's why I remember it. They did um a. Uh, a 30 for 30 on it. The SEC championship game that got stopped by the tornado that ripped through Georgia. Oh, yeah. And I remember he was at the line shooting free throw. I remember him. I don't know why I oh, thought Georgia, yeah. though. Oh, wait. Did he go? Oh, now I got Was it in Atlanta? Yeah, it was in Atlanta. Lonzo G. Yeah, he went to Alabama. I thought I don't know why he went to Georgia. Thought he went to Georgia. That's hilarious. Uh, <laughs> it was in fact Contavious Caldwell Pope. Okay, I honestly had no idea he went there. Anyway, I feel like my first two questions are a little easy. Okay, but my last one's a doozy. Okay, who is the who is the Pittsburgh Pirates all-time home runs leader? Um. I'm going to say Willie Stargell. That is correct. All right, here we go. 475. We're on the board. Okay. Um, I knew it was either him or Clemente. Uh, I didn't. I couldn't even really think of a third. I, I, the first guy who came to my name was – well, yeah, I guess him. I could, <laughs> The first guy who came to my mind was Josh Gibson, who played for the Homestead Grays in the Negro Leagues. But I think that, like, we were there <laughs> – I don't, whenever they do like Negro Leagues Day or whatever, yeah. we're always wearing that uniform. So I've just always asso- affiliated associated him with the Pirates, even though I don't <laughs> think he actually ever played for us. But, um, all right, here's a fun one. So, uh, the Orlando Magic just won the NBA lottery, so they will be sure picking first overall. Uh, this is the second time in uh, the 21st century that. The Orlando Magic will be picking first overall. Obviously, Dwight Howard, 2004. So, aside from the Magic and the Cavaliers, which NBA franchises have drafted, have won the NBA lottery and drafted first overall more than once in the 21st century? I, I, will, okay. I, will, say, I will say, I will say, there are, aside from the Cavs and the Magic, there are four. There's four. Four. So I have to name all four. Okay. Yes. Not the Kings. I know that. 
because a very disgruntled Kings fan, when I tweeted out that the Cavs get screwed by the lottery, said, well, the Kings haven't won the lottery since 83. So it's not them. Oh, hey. He was helping you with trivia. Yes, he was. Let's see. Maybe the Timberwolves. I know they took Carl Anthony Towns. Oh, uh, the Pelicans. Will... The Pelicans. Yes. Uh, Pelicans are Slash one. I will... um, I'll confirm that one. I'll, I'll let the other ones go, but I will confirm that one specifically because Pelicans slash Hornets was a little bit confusing. But, yes. I, yes. Um, also, um, don't, don't worry about who won the lottery. Just worry about who drafted first because that okay. may make it a little bit more confusing. Because I truthfully don't know. I was just looking at a list of number one overall picks. So forget okay. who won the lottery. Just who, who, teams that drafted first overall more than once gotcha. in the 21st century. So gotcha. you, you, there's four to get, and you already got the Pelicans. Okay, so the Timberwolves for sure because they took Cat and Anthony Edwards. So I got two. Man, who was picked? Phoenix? Who did? Who else would Phoenix have took it? 2017 was... Who was 2017? God damn, this is hard. All right. I can't remember who... Oh, uh, uh, Boston. But... No, no, that would have been uh, Philly because Boston won the lottery and Philly traded it. That's right. Um, 2016 was okay. Yeah, so Philly. Yeah, they took Ben Simmons and Markel Fultz back to back years. So I got three: the Pelicans, the Timberwolves, and the Seventy Sixers. You said it's not the cat. Oh, you already part of the question. Cavs and Magic were already on. So obvious. The Magic because right. they, they got it this year, and the Cavs because I knew that you already knew that. <laughs> yes, I don't listen. Man, oh man, could it be the Clippers? <sighs> this is gonna piss me off. Man, because now I'm go- I've gone so far back in my head now that I'm starting to second my guess myself on who drafted number one. Mm-hmm. That's the fun of it. Okay. Who went number one from previous to LeBron? It was LeBron, Kenyon Martin, I think, Kwame Brown. Oh, Christ, who did Kwame Brown get drafted by? The Wizards. Who else? Um, Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, Pelicans, 76ers, Timberwolves, Wizards. Let's see. Pelicans, 76ers, Timberwolves, Wizards. You went four for four. Yes. Let's go. I I almost forgot about John Wall. I I was hoping you would. It would, it would have <laughs> helped me. But uh, you remembered. So, all right, that was, that was a good one. That was, a, a I think, that a, was a, a fairly one. tough question. And you were, that was very yeah. tough. Um, okay. 
I asked this question last week, but I'm just reversing it. Who, besides the Dodgers, who was the last team to lose back-to-back World Series? Huh. Okay. Um, all right, let's figure this one out. So last year, the Rays in 2020. Then it was who? All right, Astros, Rays, Astros. You said besides the Dodgers? Yeah, besides the Dodgers. Okay. Um, and whoever's the, calling, I'll, after this question, I'll get you. The Indians were there. We don't say that anymore. Yeah, yeah. Hey, they were the Indians <laughs> at the time. I, I break it. If that is my official take on it now. If I'm referring to a time in which they were the Indians, I'm calling them the Indians. Yes, Jason Kipnis did not play for the Guardians, so he played for the No, Indians. he did not. So I refer to them as the Indians when referring to Jason Kipnis or anything else. Uh, that's my rule. Uh, also applies to Redskins, by the way. Um, uh, John Riggins was not rushing the football for the Commanders <laughs> in the Super Bowl. Um, <laughs> uh, all right. Um, gosh. Okay. Um, ooh, I think I got it. The mm. Texas Rangers. Mm. That is correct. That's my fine. Okay. For a se- you took I, a second. I was like, dang it, I missed it. Okay, so my thought process with that question. You and I practically have the same brain when it comes to sports. And that's right around the time where I start getting fuzzy with some of the losers of the World Series. So I'm like, maybe he will too. I, yeah, I would have taken a very very long time on i couldn't name you the years i just know that they lost to the giants and they also lost to the cardinals yeah they lost in 10 and 11 more than anything i remember that just because i know that the giants won 10 12 14 and then i work from there (laughs) what's up carson the astros are trash hey man i agree Hey, how do you feel about Michael Brantley just leaving the leaving the Indians to go play for the Astros and then sweeping them in the first round? They're trash. Yes, they are. That's right. We're getting invaded right now. Let's go. I'm happy about this right yeah. now. Yeah, Carlos Correa is on division leaders. Minnesota left. Well, the Astros are actually leading the division too now. Um, I did see that. I did get an alert today that Carlos Correa is most likely opting out after this year and leaving. Really? Wait, I didn't know yeah. a first year opt out. Yeah, that was kind of like the writing was on the wall that he's just he, his market probably wasn't good and the lockout probably screwed with him. So he's like, I'll just go play one year at a hitter friendly ballpark or something. Well, you know what? It's working. Yes, it is. I can't, I can't believe Well, that, they're going to be really disappointed because he's like one of their best players. <sighs> Byron Buxton's their best. That guy could float. Yes, he All can. Right. Anyway. Um, all right, hey, you need this to you need this to keep this game alive because it's uh, two to one. All right, um, I think this is a fairly easy question. Um, maybe more easy for me because I'm the the resident SEC fan. Um, again, adop- I adopted Tennessee as my go-to team just because I felt like I had to pick one. But generally speaking, SEC on CBS is what we care about, and we want that theme song to live on forever. But come on, uh, come on, I see you. I see you too. Uh, name four University of Tennessee quarterbacks 
in the 21st century, not including this year. So no Hendon Hooker and no Joe Milton, but four starting quarterbacks for Tennessee in the okay, 21st century. Okay, hold on one second. Hold on one second. Um, I, my app just crashed in the middle of your question. So can you ask that again? Yes. Um, aside, not including this year, so no Joe Milton, no Hendon Hooker, name four University of Tennessee starting quarterbacks in the 21st century. Oh, geez. Um, besides Hendon Hooker and who? I'm sorry. Joe Milton. So not Joe this Milton. year. Oh, geez. Uh, Josh Dobbs. All right. That was the easy one. Um, oh, uh, Gortano, whatever his name is. Jared Gortano, the guy who's really bad that they booed the hell out of. Yeah, I'll, I'll accept that answer. That's uh, – Jared Garantano. Um, uh, Tyler Bray, the really tall dude. There's three. I think that's where I'm going to start. I don't, I don't think I can get another one, honestly. Um, nope, I'm not, I, don't, I can't name another one. You're tapping out? Yeah. All right, uh, going from 2000 on, we had Casey Clausen, um, jer- uh, older brother of a jerk who once played for Notre Dame. Um, we had Rick Clausen also went to Tennessee. Uh, Eric Ainge, who was there for four years. Jonathan Crompton. Uh, and then, well, yeah, you got Tyler Bray. So, Eric Ainge, Jonathan Crompton, uh, a couple, a couple other ones of note. Um, I did not know this until I made this question. I didn't realize that Nathan Peterman was there for a couple of years before transferring. Oh yeah, that's right, he was. Um, Justin Worley and Matt Sims. Hmm. If those names mean anything to you, uh, right. but those are the four. All right. God damn it. All right, it's like it's like eight. To, I think it's eight to five. I think. I think you took home last week's. Wait, what's the score? Isn't it two to one? There's still time on the clock. Yeah, but I, I, uh, I guess I can extend my lead. I, I still want the next question, but I guarantee. Yeah, I'm wait a minute. It. You were going to get the next question because this game ain't over. Well, this game is over. I'm up two it's to two one. Two to one. And, yeah, and you've already exhausted. You've already used. You already used up all three questions. Yeah, you're right. You're right. I forgot about the Alonzo G disaster. <laughs> strategic, uh, strategic forgetfulness. But uh, I, I, I want this question anyway. Carson, speak if you want. I kind of um, want to hear what you guys say. What's your favorite type of popsicle flavor? I'm not answering uh, that. The Rocket Pops or Cream Sickles. I, the Orange Cream Sickles. Rocket Pops are good. I agree with that. That's a good take. They, uh, I like how they also made like golf, uh, golf club heads out of Rocket Pops too. Did they really? Uh, they they have one that looks like them. They have, uh, I I enjoy I enjoy that color scheme. Great for the Fourth of July. Uh, oh yeah. Because the Fourth of July is very red, white, and bluish, and it's also um the appropriate weather to be eating popsicles. So uh, Rocket, Rocket Pops, Pops are, are just good in itself. They're just like tier sickles. one popsicle. Yes. Um. Also a good fudge sickle. Just straight up fudge sickle. Mm. That's also really good. Every now uh, and then. Orange cream sickles, though, may be number yeah. one. 
I got COVID, when I got COVID over Christmas or what I assume was COVID because I never was able to get a test, but I'm just telling it's COVID because I, the only thing I lost taste for was chocolate and I still, I kind of have it back, but it's still very faint. Yeah. That's a strange way to it go is. about It's that, like dude. the only thing I discovered that I can't really taste as well anymore. Hmm. Anyway, I was kind of hoping it would come down to this because this last one is a doozy. Okay. Uh, So in a previous trivia round, I asked you to name all the NFL teams with a letter as their primary logo Uh, or in their logo. The Bengals, man, that one was – their logo is is the face of a tiger. Go ahead. But this one's a little more challenging. What four teams have a hockey stick in their primary logo? The Winnipeg Jets. Um, the the J and the Jets is a hockey stick. Um, Hold on, I'm confirming that because <laughs> I I didn't have that. That was the only team that came to my mind, so I hope I'm right, or else I just can you okay, confirm that was a rookie the... trivia move by me? I shouldn't have given that away, but that is not their primary logo. So that's not their primary logo, isn't there? Oh, it's the it's the. Fighters, gosh darn yeah. it, man. What, that doesn't what count I... against you. That doesn't count against okay, you. Okay, okay, okay. All right. Um, I'm trying to think of just anybody who I even am aware of having an alternate logo. Okay. Um, all right. The Pittsburgh Penguins. The Penguin is holding a hockey stick. Mm-hmm. Okay, so there's one. Um, this is tough because this isn't a sport that I can just go division by division on. <laughs> Which which makes it a good trivia question because MLB and and NFL I could easily well I mean I, I messed up the NFL one but I can I can go division by division but this one makes it harder which makes it good um, uh, I'm just gonna start naming to avoid dead air I'm just gonna name everything that comes to my head uh, Stars no Islanders Rangers no uh, uh, the Devils no the blue no, the Blue Jackets just have that star now. The old Blue Jackets logo though did yeah, have a hockey stick going on the middle. The old CBJ, it was the J. Yeah. Um. Uh, the Flyers no, I don't even know what the Flyers logo is, but it's kind of cool. Um. Uh, Red Wings no, it's just a, a a tire. I think it's a tire. <laughs> um. Yeah. Oil, Ducks. I didn't hear what you just said. I think if you just said the ducks, the ducks, I don't think it's correct because the ducks is just the D. Um, uh, coyotes, no, it's just a coyote. Um, I think the Kraken logo is just that unique S. So no, the Golden Knights is just the the armor helmet thing. No, um, good. The Wild certainly no. Um, the Ooh, what's the main logo for the Florida Pan? Well, you know what? It's probably not a hockey stick involved, no matter what. Uh, lightning is just a lightning. Maple Leaf is just Maple Leaf. I, are there four? Is this? Okay. There so are the four. Pen, the, Penguin. the Boston Bruins is just a B. Um, Hurricanes is just a, a hurricane on a radar. Um, there's got to be like a region of the country that I'm just completely ignoring. Um. The, no, there's not a Tennessee hockey team. No, 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 no. no. Yes, there is. Uh, a, ten, a Tennessee hockey team? Oh, Nashville Predators. Well, no. It's just the, the saber-toothed cat. Um, 
Uh, the Flames, no, it's just a C. The all right, who's the Blues? No, it's just the the note. Um, who are the Blues playing? Uh, the Avalanche, no, it's just the A. I think. Wow. <laughs> the, I, I guarantee you, I've ran over a couple that I didn't even realize had a hockey stick in their logo, um, which is okay because I'm going to learn. Um, let Let me see. Oh, this is a fun one. As my calf cramps up, gosh darn it! How do I do that? Uh, the L A King. I, I don't think the Ducks have a the stick. And their logo. Um, it's just the D. But the D that looks like a web. Uh, oh, oh, oh. The sharks. The shark is biting through a stick. That's two. Let's go. Um, gosh, I hope I'm right on that. Because I'm, I'm running out of options. Um, all right, what's up with these original six? Okay, so the, I don't think the Sabres have a hockey stick. Uh uh, the Blackhawks do not. Uh, all right, reach into the country. Is there's not a, is there a Milwaukee, t- Wisconsin, Milwaukee? Is there not a Milwaukee hockey team? Why? That's no. like the perfect region of the country to have one. Um. Uh, gosh, no. Okay, there's a the southeast. Is, the, is there a Miami, Florida, Tampa? Okay, that's it. Um. Northeast, Auto Senators, no. Ah, oh, man, I might have to just wave the white. I'm close to waving the white flag. <laughs> uh, oh, the no Capitals don't. I don't think. Um, right, let's do that Eastern Seaboard. It's Baltimore. No, Baltimore. What talking about? Um, I got the Sharks and the Penguins. Um. California, the Kings. Uh, what on earth? <laughs> I, I, I'm sure. I'm quite sure that I've missed a team, but in my head, I haven't missed a team yet. I will I, say I, you have said all four teams. That, all right, you know what? All right, well, that's it. That that I I concede. Okay, so you got the Penguins and the Sharks, the yeah. Capitals, and the Islanders. Yeah. Oh man, both of those. The Islanders, I actually, as soon as I said it, but I was, because I knew that they were something unique about their logo, but I thought it was just a picture of Long Island in the background. I can't picture in my. It's an N and the Y, the bottom of the Y becomes a hockey stick. I didn't. What? This might be fake news. I gotta, I gotta confirm this. Do you guys have any good NFL trivia questions? Uh, many yeah. of them, if you want them. All right, G- give us your, uh, give us um, your favorite team, and give us your. Uh, well, I don't want to ask your age, but I'm trying to figure out what generation. Oh. Two thousands. All right. Wait, two thousand like two thousands or twenty tens? Which one? Like the 2010. Gotcha. Okay. Um, let me see. Jeez, I almost asked a ridiculous question. I almost said, who was the... Uh, I almost said, who, who was the... Uh, 
quarterback for the Buccaneers before Jameis Winston. That's way too hard. Oh, gosh darn it. The Islanders, this hockey stick. Just joking. I got one um, for you. Uh, go ahead. Ask him a question. Okay, so in 2013 and 2014, two AFC North players led the NFL in receiving yards. Who are they? I got one. You said led the NFL in receiving yards? Yes. Back-to-back uh, years, they both came from the AFC North. All right, I got one. I'm trying to figure out who this other guy is. Uh, I think I got, uh, well, one of the AFC? AFC North. Um, DJ, you and I know one of them for sure. Well, I mean, you know both because you're looking at it. Yeah, yeah, I but do. You know which one I know. Uh, I don't want to spoil it. Although, gosh. Depending on depending on this guy's age, this could uh, really be difficult to ever remember this guy. Um, all right, you go first, and then I'll guess second. Okay, AJ Green. That no. was going to be my se- really. That was going to be my no. second guess. And it's not somebody from the Bengals. I'll say that. Oh, gosh darn it. He plays for my team. He's, he's, a, he's a disgrace and he's never going to play in the NFL again. Is who we're no, he's going to retire. Antonio? Yes. Yeah, gosh Antonio darn it. Brown I was going to say AJ Green too. Antonio Brown is 2014. And then 2013. I, man, he, I, he, I, he feels so far removed from this Wait, was wasn't he just tweeting about the Steelers the other day? Like, yeah. he just wants to come. You want to retire a, a Steeler? Yeah, no way, sir. I'd welcome it. Of course, yeah, I'm sure you would. Hmm. He played for the Browns. I'll give you that. Browns. He sure did. Mm-hmm. I served this man food one time. Did you actually? Yeah, Five Guys. He came in. <laughs> oh, you were working at Five Guys in high school? Yeah. Did you like working there? I did. It was fun. They paid me like dirt, but that was expected. I wasn't expecting 20 bucks an hour in benefits. Um, okay. My guess is um, Josh Gordon. There you go. Oh, good job. Who can forget? Oh, hey, I I got one for you. Um, This uh, I heard this stat come out recently. Who is the most recent Philadelphia Eagle to to receive a thousand yards or more in a season? I think I know this. I I'll give you a hint. It's uh 2014 is the year time period you should be thinking of. J M. Yes. Okay. Yeah, I know that. I, for some reason, that's like one of those weird ones that's in my brain. Well, people have been tweeting about it a ton lately because of uh, this team's woes at the receiver position, particularly Jalen Rager. Before, not like A.J. Brown and Devonta Smith. Yeah. 
I know every question about the Bengals. You know every oh, question right. about the Bengals? Uh-huh. Who did they draft first overall in 2002? Uh, 2003, 2003. 2003? First overall pick. Heisman <laughs> Trophy winner. Hold on, let me get him some. Out of USC. Oh, I'm trying to think. Oh, wait. Ah, uh, you got it, you got it. Didn't he play for the Cardinals? Yes, he did. Is it Carson Palmer? It is Carson Palmer. There you go. I, I'm, uh, I remember when, like, the Bengals, it was, like, their first playoff game in forever. And Carson Palmer threw, like, a deep pass. And he caught it and, like, scored a 75 touchdown, like, the first play. But then Palmer got hurt on that same play. That was against the Steelers. Yep. Yes, it was. <laughs> yes, it I, was. I do remember that. That was the Steelers championship year, was it not? Uh, ooh, I don't know. That may have been, uh, I do been Big Ben's rookie really year, which would have been. Rookie yeah. year because they won mm-hmm. his second year, right? Correct. Uh, <laughs> I don't know. Um, I don't know if that was his the Big Ben's rookie year or his second year, but either way, Kimo Von Hoffman. Yeah, that was that was the that may have been the beginning of the Marvin Lewis can't win a playoff game era. Still can't. Yeah. Well, now he's a. Uh, well, he won't have to worry about the playoffs coaching down in Arizona State with Herm Edwards. Oh, gross! It's uh Oh, who's their? Oh, uh, Embry Jones is their quarterback. Yes. Yeah. When that happened? Like a week or two ago. It was news to me. I was like huh. five days late on that news. I did not know that. Exactly. No, they needed a quarterback. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Arizona State, I am not going to watch a single one of your games. No, thank you. Not at all. Unless I bet on you or against you. Did, did Jaden Daniels go to the NFL? He was, a, so he was supposed to be a – Oh, gosh. Yup, LSU. Dude, this transfer portal stuff is so out of control. I'm sorry. I hate to sound like a, like a really old guy, but I hate all these guys just, like, flip-flopping teams. This is so hard. This is so hard to keep up with. One of uh, Ajayi Hall from Alabama who transferred to Texas, he is, rumored, he is rumored to be leaving Texas now before ever playing there. Is this number 84 from Alabama last year? Yeah. Wasn't he a freshman last year? Yeah. So okay, so he's actually going to have to sit out because you only get one free transfer, correct? I, I I honestly don't know. I I just don't know anymore. Gosh darn it, man! This is hey, this isn't my college football I grew up with. Okay. Mm-mm. I have a question for you guys. What's up? Yes. Who was the first Super Bowl MVP to play on the losing team? Ooh. Oh, um, I don't this even has know to be if like I the seventies. Ever... Yeah, I don't even know if I ever have even known this answer before. I've never even heard this trivia question because the NBA was Jerry West. Uh, yeah, I've never I, I heard feel this like I know this. For some reason, I want to say he played for Pittsburgh. I don't know why. 
Um, okay, it's not Lynn Swan because Lynn Swan won the Super Bowl MVP when they beat the Cowboys. No, it wasn't. I can't remember. I've heard this. I'll start giving you names, and then you tell me which one it is. Okay, it's either Terry Bradshaw or John Stallworth or Mean Joe Green or uh, Jack Ham or Jack Lambert or Mel Blunt. Donnie I, don't know, I, don't, I don't know why Pittsburgh came to my mind. I don't know if, I don't know if it's Pittsburgh or not. Oh, well, if it's not Pittsburgh, I have no idea. Um, man, this is a good question, dude. Uh, this has to be like Super Bowl five. He was yeah, on the ha- Cowboys. Ray, oh, um, I think the Cowboys played in Super Bowl five. Um, <laughs> okay, so we got was Staubach, Staubach the quarterback? I don't even know. Yeah. Um, they had Drew Drew Pearson, who just wind his way into the Hall of Fame. Um, Randy White was a really good defensive lineman for them. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, this has to Stop be box. a long time ago. I'm going to say, all right, I'll say Drew Pearson. Okay, it was Chuck Howley. Oh, my, I don't my even guess, know who that my is. My second guess. <laughs> I don't even know who that is. I've never even heard of that before. Good trivia question. That was a good one. I never that even knew that. a great question. All right, thank you for having me on. I have to go now. Yeah. All right, man. All right. well, so do we. So you're all right. Yeah. All right. Um, on that note, uh, I had never even known that. I never even known that a Super Bowl loser had won MVP. I've heard the Jerry West trivia question nine hundred times, and I've never once heard that related to the NFL. But I've heard uh, that, but I just couldn't remember. I don't know why I thought Steelers. We appreciate Carson for bringing that to us. That was actually a good trivia question too. That wasn't like some some BS nonsense, but. all right, we've, we've been going at it for a while, so we will pause. And then, actually, next week, uh, Monday may be the only day that I can do the podcast next week because we have a wedding down in Florida that we are leaving for on Tuesday. Yeah, so, uh, yeah, I, warm weather, <laughs> I know, beaches, sand. Um, Listen, no, it is no, rainy and cloudy here, and it's beautiful. Uh-huh, I, yeah. <laughs> If only every NFL free agent ever uh, thought like you, then the Cleveland Browns. Well, you know what? You might be winning the Super Bowl this year anyway. I'll tell you what. Th- this is my closing thought, and I am d- dead, dead, dead serious about this. I think Browns fans have more reason to be confident this year than Ohio State fans. I really – I don't know why. I just think that, I agree. that Browns fans this year I, – I know that every time that they get a little bit of hope, someone ruins their life. But I really think that this year – the Browns can make it really far. Maybe they don't win at all. I maybe, the, maybe the Bills or the Chiefs get in their way, and, you know, that's – I mean, that's just going to happen. You know, I mean, what, are we, are we going to say like, actually that's a giant injustice? No. But I think that the Browns have a better chance of winning the Super Bowl than Ohio State has of winning the championship because I just I, – I, I still hold on to the fact that I think Alabama and Georgia are just on a new level. <laughs> now, Georgia is obviously going to have to remodel their defense and whatnot, but – I, I and I, I I'm not going to be a fan of this because I I know that your fan base is going to get out of control. I think the Browns mm-hmm. are going to be really really good this year. There you go. Listen right. listen to this right before we go. go Somebody ahead. just sent this to me in a group chat. The Yankees have cut their third round pick Jake Sanford after he allegedly stole bats and gloves from teammates and tried to sell them online. 
He also allegedly scammed fans selling autographed equipment and never delivering. This guy uh, sounds like he's playing some poker games with uh, Phil Mickelson. Mm. Yeah, that's one way to go about it. Uh, <laughs> uh, Yankees, by the way, and again, final thought, Yankees are the best <laughs> team in Major League Baseball, and I don't like it. Yeah, I'm sick of it. Uh, only team with single-digit losses are the New York Yankees. Okay, all right. Um, uh, we'll be back next week, probably very early next week, and then um, well, we'll figure it out from there. But NBA playoffs, NHL playoffs have been great. Everybody watch some hockey, please. Uh, they've been absolutely fantastic. So uh, yeah, it's playoff bro. season. Uh, we'll get back to you next week talking about it. So we will see you all then. Take care. Golden State minus four and a half. That's my favorite. <laughs> that's, that's what I'm going to do from now. Instead of saying peace, I'm just going to give out my best bet. That's that. All right. Golden State minus four and a half. Adios. Peace. Oh, damn it. <laughs> <laughs>